here's, I'll give you, I'll give you my best intro. Take it or leave it. Kids movies in the 90s. We got people being stabbed to death. We got jokes about suicide. Yeah. And we have a Peter Pan and mermaid foursome. <laughs> Let's get into it, baby! <laughs> Love that. I, that's, that was the, the thing that stuck out in my mind the most. It's like, this is like definitely a kid's movie, but also, what the fuck? Like a couple times, I'm like, maybe too much. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, it didn't find its footing on like what it kind of wanted to be. No, that's a great, that's a great place to start, perhaps. That's the big, We're talking big about takeaway. Hook. We're talking about Hook. We're talking about Hook, everybody. Little 1992 magic. Peter Pan movie directed by none other than St Steven Spielberg, starring Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts. It's, it's uh, it, beloved. You can't say... It, Do you, is it beloved? Is, it is, is it? beloved. I feel like I've never met someone who doesn't like Hook. It's beloved by a certain generation. That generation being anyone who was a child <laughs> in from the like 1992 to 1998, like... People our age, and I think a little younger, us, us both approaching 40, you being way over 40, uh, right, in that, right in that 40, late 30s, mid 30s range, geriatric millennials, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> love, love hook, love hook. And that's why I keep wanting you to take the lead and just talk. Talk yourself till you're tired. Did you not watch Be the movie? <laughs> no, no, I just don't this is really very love much it. I like you. <laughs> I just don't really love the movie, and I think everyone's going to be really mad at me because everyone loves Hook, uh, including people that I share my life with. <laughs> so I just don't. <laughs> oh, so that there now we found it. We found we got everybody to it. loves Hook. They all everybody. Oh, such a great movie. How come it was such a it was considered a failure, and Spielberg hates it himself. And yeah, it, it's not a, a great good, movie. It's a lot of good stuff, and then there's a lot of like weird, bad stuff. You know, it's a great movie to talk about. Why don't you tell us why you loved it when you were a kid? <laughs> all right, I thought you were gonna say why don't you say all the bad things, and I'll say only the good things. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the good so things. So people don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, Bob Hopkinson. Hoskins. Hoskins. I suck at names. <laughs> Bob Hops Hopskins? Bob, Bobby, my buddy Bob Bobby. Forskins. <laughs> he, honestly, I thought he was so funny as a kid. Smee. I just, Smee. Fairy footprints, Captain. He's Peter Pan, or I've got a dead man's dinghy. Smee, I thought was so funny, and I, I think he's great, and I, and I joke about the suicide line. I, me and my sister would say... You better get up off your ass and stop me, Smee. Smee, you better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. <laughs> I'm coming, I'm oh, coming. This is not a joke. I'm about to, I'm in business, Smee. Like, we would do that bit just randomly. I, we just thought that was so funny. I thought It's probably like the best 45 seconds in the movie. <laughs> I really do lie. I really thought it was really so great. funny. It's really great. Yeah. Don't ever frighten me like that again. I'm sorry. Well, I'm some kind of a sadist. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How's you feel now? Uh, I, I, I thought he was great. I thought Hook was, you know, again, at the t as a kid, I thought he was a fun villain. Now, maybe a bit too much, maybe a little too char character. -y. Maybe. I said maybe. I love villains. I've always been attracted to, to villains. So I like them, their duo together. Like, I just had, thought they were fun. And I enjoyed it. Uh, and, and Robin Williams was a name that I knew and loved at that, even at that point. Like, I just, I knew yeah. him from Mork and Mindy. I, like, I watched Robin Williams, honestly, as a, as a young boy. Like, I really just, he, just his energy, his charisma, I just enjoyed. So I was like, cool, pirates, fun fights, kids, Lord of the Flies type attitude, kids, yeah. you know, running the show, beating adults. Like, what, what kid doesn't want to live in, in that world where, like, it all works out? Adults are stupid. Kids are smart. <laughs> like, who? What kid doesn't want to live in that in that world? So, that was why I liked it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. That all that all makes sense. I, I think I was really rare because not only do I not love it now, I don't hate it. I'm not. I don't think it's awful. 
but like I didn't love it as a kid. Like I didn't hate it, but I almost feel the same way now that I did as, as a kid. It was like my reaction to Hook was very much like the er, like a great example of my early snobbery. Like where I was just like, ah, this movie feels a little a little beneath me. <laughs> it's like I felt like at eight years old when I would have seen this movie, eight or nine. I think I felt pandered to. Uh, I kind of have a memory of feeling like this movie's trying really hard, and there's parts I like, but it's not, it's not like genuine. I think I felt that way as a child, which I know is weird, but and I kind of feel that way weird. now. I think it does. It does something so well that I liked back then. My favorite thing about this movie is like the 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 story. Like that that you're telling you it holds its source material in such high esteem and is like building off of that. It's like a sequel to a beloved cartoon, you know? And, and yeah. it's like those are the kind of sequels I wish people would make now. And that's like my ninja, my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles idea is like, no, no, don't just make another like it's got to be years later where he's they've lost the spark where they're like i love that i love that yeah. he's old and embittered and forgets what it's like and it's such a great setup it's such yeah. a great idea and really so all the stuff that this movie does that has to do with that i love i love and then everything that's like lost boys goofiness i don't like and i didn't like it as a kid yeah, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think on paper, this film should be great. Like, you say it's beloved. I don't think it's beloved. I think it's known. I think you knew about this movie. I think you heard about this movie. I think you saw this movie at some point, and you probably didn't hate it if you're in our, sort of in that age demographic. And maybe even a little earlier. Maybe maybe you just caught wind of it later in the, in the 90s if you were a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Too young, you know, if you missed it early enough. Like... I think you were aware of it. I don't think it's as beloved. Uh, but on paper, this movie should be that. Like on with all the elements that it's got working for it. And I agree 100%. That is the story. That the film's best attribute is the general structure of the story. Of what the story it's trying to tell. Yeah. Somehow, some way, and through and maybe we can get we can get into them, but through like a couple a couple glaring issues maybe. It sort of just never found its footing as an adult, I look at it now, and I go, it just, it just doesn't know what it wants to be. It's, it's a really heartfelt, almost adult retelling in, in some portions, and then yeah. it's fucking Home Alone at some yeah. other points, too. Like, it's, it's just totally it's, everywhere. Yeah. And on this rewatch now, which is the first time I've seen it in... I haven't seen it in God 20 years, I would guess. Yeah. Like, I probably I saw seen it, it like seven time. times when I was a kid. You know, not not one of those ones I watched all the time. Probably seven, ten times just over the years at friends' houses, and haven't seen it since. And watching it now is like, man, th th it's like whiplash from the different tones. Where it's yeah. like, oh, it's kind of serious, and oh no, wait, now it's really goofy, and oh no, now I'm supposed to be kind of scared, but oh no, now it's he's doing like weird erotic mouth to mouth with mermaids in, beneath the ocean <laughs> in this <laughs> in this. But seriously, th that scene stood out to me <laughs> no, a lot as scene. a. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. As a kid, that, that scene weirded me out. Uh, like, because it comes out of nowhere. Like, it's like this big, uh, like, confrontation on the boat. And then he just, like, falls off by accident. Yeah. And then they leave him for dead. But then there's just these. And I understand it's like an homage to the old cartoon where there was the mermaids. And that's great. Yeah, you put that stuff fine. in. I get it. Fine with having the mermaids there. The but vibe seems... is a little horny. <laughs> it seems like. I, I'm not kidding. The way that it's edited, if you watch it again, we'll put a clip up. It ends as if there's more to that scene. My hand to God. They're, my hand to God. I was like, oh, they cut They cut it. They yeah. cut it because they knew. Like, they saw it and they were like, nah, we can't. And there's no clear, there's no clear cut point. It just, yeah. we're, we're in the sky. Yeah. And to me, that's how I know. <laughs> like, I am 90% sure. Steven, I'd like a call and I'd like confirmation. <laughs> There's fucking more to that scene. Give me the R-rated director's cut. <laughs> There's there a director's cut. There's an extended scene there and I want to see it. 
<laughs> I'll say, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're going to be all over the place. I think the editing is really poor. And I think that yeah. is the reason why this movie has its inconsistencies. Like the parts that aren't great, I think mostly aren't great because of the editing. There's a couple other egregious problems, but like just throughout, there was like weird cuts, weird all of a sudden. And then I noticed a lot of those cuts that are like, like to a shot that's too similar. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's almost the same framing, but then just uh, cut to just a little shift where you're like, that's never good. Like that's low level amateur stuff. Like obviously Steven Spielberg knows better than that. So then it introduced questions like, why, why is the film so poorly edited? It's a, it's a, it, it, it reads as if this was some big IP movie that a studio has come in to like chop up all over the place and wrestled control away from the director, which yeah. we can be pretty confident did not happen in this situation. It, it, it feels like it feels like the the first Suicide Squad movie, which I don't know if you ever saw. I but that movie I was horrific, and the editing was just like, what the f like what? Like didn't didn't this thing just happen that like? And then all of a sudden you're just somewhere else, or someone's all of a sudden something was really serious, and then it's just like really funny, and you're like, wait, wait, no, 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 like. That had, like, are you fucking with me? Am I being punked? Like, why did that just cut like that? Hook feels like that a little bit. But, you know, maybe we should say some good stuff before we get canceled. <laughs> TikTok, baby. Banned from TikTok. That really breaks my heart. We were banned from TikTok. I'm sorry. Keith, Keith Brothers, doesn't think it's funny. I don't think it's funny. I put a lot of work into that TikTok. Woo. All right, Hook, Keith, back at it. Childhood dreams. <laughs> I give up on everything! I want to die. I'm now, now. I think Dustin Hoffman is phenomenal. I think, I think every scene he is in is worth watching, and there's almost no other thing you can say that about this movie to me. It's just like, oh, if <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's in it, that part's good. Uh, I think he's having so much fun, and it's, and it's just wonderful. He's hilarious. He's, I, just, I love every second he's on camera. He yes. As a kid, I loved him. Now I I I ask you again for the movie that you think it's supposed to be. I think he's pitch perfect. But again, there's moments of like, how real are we playing this? And again, I think that against those moments, it starts to be like, well, are you just doing? You're doing too much now. If if this is what this movie is, so that to me, that's my I don't know note. I think I, I, does I that make like sense? Most of, I mean. I think Smee is right there with him. Like he's doing the same amount of extra. Like those guys are just playing it for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes. Again, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. Here's my question: Why is the movie called Hook when he's barely in the movie? I have that written down at the top. Why is this movie called Hook? This movie should be called Pan, or this movie should be called Neverland. It should not be yeah. called Hook because Hook. He's the smallest part of the main characters. Well, sure, but he's also top build. Dustin Hoffman top top build over Rob Williams. But like, why? He's barely yeah, I, in the film. <laughs> I don't know that I'd say he's barely in the film. Like he's obviously the main Compa adversary, but 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 I don't I don't understand like the movie is not about him. And it's not about his journey and it's yeah. not even about like he doesn't even represent like the the real problem in a way. Like the problem is Robin Williams losing touch with himself and yeah. becoming like losing his childhood wonder and his ability to be a good father and being too wrapped up in the modern world and all that shit. So Hook isn't even an embodiment of that. So like him well, conquering Hook doesn't I'm just saying in in support of why is the film called Hook? Yeah, the, Hook is not the fulcrum. He is just the most entertaining part, but that's not why you title a movie. Yeah, yeah, that it is very, it's mistitled. It should be called Neverland, I think. It's more about the energy of being in Neverland and like what that brings out of you. We drive in and forget about all your problems. You were in Neverland. It was a fantasy. It, it helps everyone sort of be the best version of themselves, kind of, quote, quote. That's my general take. Maybe it was part of Dustin Hoffman's uh, contract. It's like, I want to be top build and the movie has to be named after me. Maybe. But I, I am I, genuinely I, curious. If someone out there does know why they called it Hook, like maybe that's on some weird behind the scenes VHS yeah. thing that I, I haven't seen. I'd love to know. I'd love to I'd know. Be, I'm curious too. Like it what does the it justification is. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he's fantastic. David Bowie was offered the part. 
uh, would fuck? also have loved to have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, would yeah. Also... And then if you think about, because uh, you probably saw that Michael Jackson was approached or wanted, was interested in playing Peter Pan. And yeah. Michael Jackson versus David Bowie. I'd kind of be into that movie. I'd be, I'd kind of, I'd kind of like to see that movie. I, I don't think I can imagine a world where, <laughs> where something could age poorer than him being Peter Pan. I, I can't. Can you think he was of Peter something? Peter Pan in real life. That, that's the world we live in. That world. <laughs> I can't think of something. You, know, you would, we would just look back and be like, Jesus. No, Mike. Come on, Mike. Not my Mike. Like I could just. Well, it's funny. He didn't want to play it because it was a grown-up Peter Pan. Which is like hilarious because he was probably like 28 by that time. And it's like, yeah. I, I want to play the child or nothing. <laughs> Never change, Mike. Never change. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think you're awesome too, Cartman. Yeah. 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 It's not, I don't know, man. Let's not, let's move on. All right. Well, let's, well, we're kind of dancing around my main take here. So I'm just going to say, I know we're going to say nice things. This, uh, all right, fuck it. Uh, I think there's a lot of big problems in this film. Uh, I think one of the two or three biggest problems is that Robin Williams is woefully miscast. Wow. You are incredibly wrong. You no. might no. be the most wrong you've ever been. No. To say, you have to explain what you mean by miscast. You can't... I believe he should not have been chosen for this role based on his strengths as an actor and a performer and the way that this movie and this character are completely at odds with that, with those things. Well, I don't know about the second part of what you said. But I, I blacked out of the first part. Like, to say, <laughs> to say that we're going to... And I don't even like this movie that much. Like, it's cool. But now you're going to send me on a tailspin. I'm getting, I'm tapping into to young Keith. I'm going to crack the shell. Because that is fucking, that is ludicrous for you to say that this isn't childlike wonder and since, um, emotional sincerity of like with a youthful energy is not what Robin Williams does best. It's fucking insane. Allow me to quote the director of this film, one Steven Spielberg. Quote, this character is the antithesis of who Robin is. It was a real challenge for him, end quote. Ha but I agree in the sense that Robin Williams is wonderful. So this is not a criticism of Robin Williams. You've heard me heap praise on him before. He's one of my all-time favorites. Watch the Mrs. Doubtfire episode. He is he's a fucking icon. He's a giant. I, I, wor I grew up worshiping him and I will love him forever. So it's not even because he does a bad job. I just don't think this film gives him the opportunity to play to any of his strengths. And thus, the character feels kind of flat to me because it's not what Robin Williams does best. He's what not does a he prick. Do best? He, he's, ter he's, not, he's terrible as, as the prick in the beginning because he's just, he's not, it's tough to buy him as that. And even, he, he doesn't seem comfortable or believable to me in that role. And then, he's, he, he doesn't, he's never allowed the opportunity to do what he does best, which is like that riffy energy, that really excitable, clever kind of wordplay, like impressions even. So like he doesn't do any of that shit. Because, and then the stuff that he tries to, oh, Gandhi ate better than this. Like these lines feel like really forced in. That's not natural. Oh, yeah, nearsighted gynecologist. Like these lines that are just not part of this. But that's a tonal issue. That's not Robin's fault. Let me ask you, where's any of that in Goodwill Hunting? Everything you just said, show me that in Goodwill Hunting. That that's I'm his strength. He's a fucking brilliant actor. Period. He is a brilliant actor, period. To say that he doesn't have the range or I the did ability not say to handle this range. role is nonsense, and I'm disappointed in you for saying it. I'm disappointed in you. I did not say you. he did not have the range. I just That's said this film does, does not allow him to play to his strengths. I'm not even criticizing him. His strengths I'm saying he, it aside. is a waste of him. This film does not allow him to do anything that really makes one, him you, you special. You are making him a one-dimensional player. Not You're turning at all. into something he is not. Yes, he is a talented comedian, 
but he is an amazing, serious actor. And there is a litany of, of roles that you can point to that prove that to be true. Yes. So to say he doesn't have the ability or you to buy him as a stern father says he's a shitty actor and can't do that doesn't have the ability to do, you're wrong, you are. Do you think, do you you've think You've never his, been more wrong. Do you think that the, the early parts of this film where he's a total prick, that's like really strong stuff? You think no. that's like. No, I do yeah, not. That's, that's what I'm saying. But that doesn't like, mean he's it, miscast. It that does. doesn't mean, no. That the means rest, that, it's, it's not just that, it's that and everything else. No, if you allow him, if you allow, if you're saying those like Gandhi lines and those little like clearly like ad lib things, you're saying that doesn't work. Well, that's on the director to say, no, no, sure. no, Robin. That's sure. what went, so that's a Spielberg problem, not sure. a him problem. But it, it can, I didn't, I have, I've said this whole time, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying he's miscast, which is not his fault even. The, he, he, he. He is not able to do what makes him great in this kind of role. What I, I would disagree. Like. He could absolutely do it. He can absolutely. He has the ability to do it. It didn't happen here. Those are two different things. Sure, sure. But like, then it's miscast if it didn't happen. Like, then no. they didn't know how to use him, so that was a miscast. No. Get somebody else that you're going to use no, properly. Because there are plenty of situations that have good intentions and are the right decisions, but then fall apart. That's more likely. And maybe we're splitting hairs here. We might but, be. That's sort of this whole movie. We should be, because I just, I just wholeheartedly disagree to say that Robin Williams isn't right for this part. Robin Williams is absolutely right for this part. For a, the... If Spielberg's heart's not in it because he's already working on his on Jurassic Park and and his co-star is going through the worst divorce of her life and having a big uh, you know public meltdown or private meltdown is really difficult to work. Even though we read with Steven Spielberg when you went in to do Hook that he felt that the Steven two Spielberg I, I find quite confused in his recollection of me. And it's this situation is under stress. Maybe this situation just didn't work out right. Maybe that's more of the issue than just well, blanket sure. statement saying Robin Williams isn't the isn't the right move for this. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I just disagree. I just I just wholeheartedly disagree, and I expect better from you as a person and as a film <laughs> analyst. There was a rumor, a, a long time rumor that has been quote unquote debunked or talked down, but that Tom Hanks was the original choice for this character. Do okay. you think that Tom Hanks would have been a better choice for that character? I think Tom Hanks has equally the ability to make that character his own and great. Uh, Do you think Peter people, Banning is a great character? To, to, to make that character as good as it could be. Do you think, Rob, uh, as, as portrayed by Robin Williams, do you think that's a great character? No. I don't think it's a great character. No, I don't. Okay, I bet you, I bet you someone like Tom Hanks Again, we, we can't control the circumstances around it. The whole film was chaotic. The production was chaotic. We know yeah. this. But someone like Tom Hanks could do that better. I don't know. Again, different. I don't know better. I, I think, I'll ask you this question. Do you, do you think a sense of wonder and hopefulness and just like a glean of positivity, do you think those are strengths of Robin Williams to like perform Happiness? Of course. Perf like, I think that is a true strength of his without being like Jim Carrey face over the top sort of yeah, yeah. nature. Like, he has a real subtle touch with his, like, sincerity, earnestness, and, like, wonder. I just, that wonder is the word that just keeps coming to me in this moment. Yes. And I think he does that really, really well. And I think that would be a core element to this character, no matter who plays him. And I think I Tom agree. Hanks has that ability. So to say that he's miscast, if that's like, that's like what I just don't think I just don't think he's like nailing it. You just like, didn't I don't... think he did a good job and that's fine, but he's not miscast. Well, yeah, I mean, that, because I think he didn't do a good job, that means I think he was miscast. <laughs> like, I don't think thing, you understand what miscast means. I know miscast that you don't means, understand what it means. No, <laughs> miscast means he cannot do it. It is a poor decision because no, he no, does no. not have it the ability to do, do it. it. That's what miscast means. No, it, it means that there's, there's other better options, that this person did not deliver the best possible way. Like, we argued about this way back with uh, the Angelina Jolie smoke, smoke jumper movie. 
about miscast. Like, no, no, she, I thought she was miscast because she runs stupid. And you're like, that doesn't mean she's miscast. I was like, well, it's a very physical character. Well, I no, need to that, believe that is more running. traditionally the sense of miscast, in my opinion, of what miscast means, is if she can't physically do something that the role is, is asking her to do. If she can't physically run or carry the weight of, you know, physically what she needs to do, then yes, she is mis miscast. We're in semantics, but briefly, like miscast doesn't even mean the way I'm using it and the way I think it's correct, that it's, that it's on that, that's laid at that person's feet. The blame is not on the person who's miscast. And it doesn't even mean they're, they're unable to do the job. It just that's means it that be the choice fault. for the circumstances of the picture, the choice was not great and could have been better. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. So I think that someone else could, like, Robin Williams' performance in Mrs. Doubtfire does all of the things that you're talking about that this role should do. Yeah. And I think that character, Daniel Hillard, uh, as, the, as the father that... Sorry, dog went nuts. It's Daniel okay. Hillard. Daniel Hillard, uh, as the father who's not a great dad. It's okay, baby. As a father who's not a great dad and need like that, he has that wonder. He's trying to reconnect with his children. Like that is so much more. That is so much more affecting than what what he's what he does here with Peter Bannon. And so I'm not like, sorry, Jesus Christ. Hang on. <laughs> it's okay. Jolene, what is it? What is? It? But what I don't what I don't understand is you're just looking at the result. It didn't go perfect and then say, well, then that was a wrong decision. You can't just look at the result of something and say, well, that was like, that was a good or a bad decision. There are more things that factor into a good decision than just the result. Result is yeah, obviously- Yeah, but like in an instance like this, if we're talking about something so specific as a performance, as a, a casting, you can, because that's what it is. You look at the result of what someone did or created or, and you judge them based on that. You can't just be like, well, he was a good choice on paper, so we're not gonna criticize it. Like, that's yeah. weird. I, I think that's not weird. To me, to me, you could just- We're judging the film. We're not judging the decisions made during pre-production on who, like, that. that's weird. When you say casting, that's a, we're taking too much time. But you're just talking about, we, he shouldn't have been cast, is what you are saying. He should not have been cast. And I think that is ludicrous. To say even though you admit his performance is not great. Yeah, the performance is not his best. The performance is not his best, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't have been given the opportunity. That's ludicrous. Yes, He's it does. <laughs> we're trying to we're talking we're trying to make the best possible movies. If 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 you and again now it's coming across like I think Rob Williams is awful and he's this terrible job. It's not it's terrible. So but if it could have been better, then then yeah, you like that's weird. So then so like his heart was in the right place, so we're not going to judge it negatively? Like that's no, weird. No, he had the it had the ability. He has the ability to do if he if he did that movie again, I bet it would be better. If he of did course. it if he that's my, so he shouldn't have been made. So it's just the opportunity. <laughs> How are you not, I don't understand. I don't understand. This will, this will drive me nuts forever. For absolutely forever. How you cannot understand. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm sure I'm a fucking idiot. Tell me I'm wrong, everyone at I'll home. tell you, don't talk to them. But I'll I tell you. cannot understand. It goes back to the definition of, of casting is only an opportunity. That's what casting is. It is an opportunity to play a role. For you to say he shouldn't have been cast means he doesn't deserve the opportunity. To say that he doesn't deserve an opportunity to play this role is fucking ludicrous. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that's, that's what you're saying. saying. No, that's like a moral judgment. Like he doesn't deserve the opportunity because he doesn't he have doesn't the ability to do it. Not like he's not like worthy of the opportunity from a moral standpoint. I I shouldn't be cast in that role because I don't have the ability to do it. If they casted me as Peter Pan in that role, that's being miscast. Because I just don't, I couldn't do a good job no matter how many times. But so you hire somebody that could do a good job and then they don't. And then it's wrong to say, maybe we should have cast someone else. Maybe it was a mistake to cast this person. No, they didn't do a good job. Can, uh, it's more fodder. That's just fodder to be like, yeah, it'd be great. I would have loved to see anyone, insert name, from the 90s who could have played that role. Cause there's always 10, there's always five, there's always three people who can, you can point to for any role and be like, you know what, I'd love to see that movie. Sure, of course, why not? 
But to say the word, the word miscast is what I get hung up on. To, it just, it, there's such a weight to that, oh, you're saying he just doesn't have the ability to do it. That's the problem. I don't think I'm saying he doesn't have the ability to do it. I'm saying he didn't do it. And so that's miscast to me. It's like, oh, you should have got somebody who was going to do it. Whether that's Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise or Sean Penn or whoever was a big star at that time that yeah. could come in and swing with Dustin so Hoffman. You just, so, so by your logic, every person should be perfect. So if I make a decision, it needs to be perfect. And then if not, I should have made the right decision. I just should have. I just should have made the right decision. Yeah, if we're looking back in hindsight on like any type of art and we're judging that art, which what we're doing here, I think it's okay to say, yeah, it would have been better if they had done this. I'm not saying I would like, I think these people need to be dragged into the streets and chastised and tarred and feathered for their mistakes. No one should ever make mistakes, but we can still acknowledge that mistakes were made. And I, that, that goes across any medium. I, like so it's, not, it's not a bad thing to be like, oh, hey, I just would have been better if you had done this. We're spending too much time. I just disagree with how you look. Like uh, the fundamental core of what you're saying, I disagree with. I would never call hiring Robin Williams for this role a mistake. I think it's a good choice that did not work out. That's the, there's, that's the difference for me. To look at it and be like, that's a mistake. That's fucking ludicrous. It just didn't work out. And that's okay. We can acknowledge that it didn't work out. I'll meet you there, of course. Hey, things could have been better. But to say it's a mistake and it shouldn't have been done, that's where you lose me. And I can't, I, I can't understand how you could be on that side. So if you at home are on that side, and you yourself, I, can, I just disagree with every fiber of my being. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be the bigger person and let it go. <laughs> Don't let it go. Like, I, just, I would never let it go. I will literally lose sleep over this. It bothers me that much. We can't agree on what the definition of miscast is. No, I know. I've known that for a while. <laughs> Based on past conversations. But, but, but your definition is incorrect. Okay. It is. This is wrong. You're... I would love other people's opinion on this. Le I, I would also love the opinions less about whether or not you think Robin Williams is miscast because most people, I'm sure, will disagree with me on that. But just the nature of what miscast means. Yeah, I, I, I'm personally more interested in that. Miscast. Yeah. All right. Set design, production design, really great. <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's clearly a set. It's fine. <laughs> I thought that, I thought it's great. It's magical. I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> it was intense. Here's a question for you. We're just doing critical. We're just doing. It's fine. Everybody loves it. Shut up. You love it. It's fine. No, we don't think you're stupid because you like Hook, right, Keith? Why? Why? Why do you think this? This kind of goes with like why is it called Hook in a way? Sort of that kind of question. Why? Do you think it was a good idea to have the film be self-aware of Peter Pan? Like the characters in the film, like it's a legend. It's a book that the neighbor wrote about the stories I used to tell. Because as I watched it now as an adult, I was like, that's not really necessary. And it would almost be more interesting played the other way, in my yeah. opinion. I did. It just all it did for me is made it more confusing. Because I remember going into the film being like, oh, isn't it a surprise to him? that he is Peter Pan. But then with a lot of the dialogue, I was like, oh no, I guess they know. Cause they keep saying like, you're that Wendy? Oh, you're the Wendy? And you knew Peter Pan? Like they made like references to us. So I was like, I was like, I guess they know. I guess everybody Yeah, but they know. think it's all fiction. But they, and that was, I'm just saying it just adds to confusion. That's, yeah. that's my point. So I think it would have been less confusing had they just ignored it and just like, oh, put that old book away. And you could reference in that way, but not yeah. being like, oh, you're a real person. And then, you know, yeah, I thought that was confusing. I kind of like the idea of Wendy being an old woman, but is that who's almost viewed as that old kook. Like that, like she's viewed in such regard, which is great and very sweet and, and nice for the story and the reverence of the old story. But I, I'd kind of like it if she was that nutty, crazy old lady up the road who thinks she flew with flew to some magical land, and then as part of the arc of the story, she almost gets some redemption at the end. Like, people realize she was telling truth the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. that would make more sense as to why Peter 
has just blocked out the first 12 or 13 years of his life, you know, and never questions what happened to him in his childhood. Like, that's all a little weird to me. Yeah, it's, con it's convenient. I don't know if you'd want to make Wendy, like, crazy. Well, no, so she's not actually like, crazy. People think she's crazy. She's, she's right, a wonderful... So I, it just, I guess it depends how you play it. How yeah. the, the actress... If she plays it like the guy who lost his marbles, I would think that's too much. Yeah. If it was more yeah, toned yeah, yeah. down... Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, like, they, they only sure, need one, then... one Tubbles or Tibbles or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, and then I also thought to that line too, as I'm as I'm hindsight rewriting it to be better. I thought I would like it more. I think if if the current state of the Lost Boys when he gets there isn't as chipper and fun, and like ah, oh, we're all skateboarding around <laughs> playing basketball, like the most early '90s bullshit ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. like we got a half pipe in this tree. Um, but like if he got there and it was kind of a I'm little not. more Lord of the Fliesy, where it's like oh, Rufio took over because he's the biggest and the strongest and the meanest. And they like they they kind they they help each other like learn about you know simultaneously they give Peter back some of that childhood and he helps them like get some of their not cannibalizing each other sense back you know what I mean like obviously yeah. not that dark but it, it like it's it's he goes there and everything's kind of fine for them and they're they're eating right. uh, you know food dye Cool Whip and and everything's good and I'd rather it was a little more like a shell of its former self. And they're like hiding. They live every day of fear of these pirates. You know what I mean? It, I, I guess that just seems like a, I'm not against the idea. It just seems a little bit more adult, a little bit more intense. Again, it all, I think it all depends on how you play it. You know, and I, I think what I would be great to see is, is just towing, consistency in towing that line. Yeah. In, in any direction, but like, I think you just need to be consistent in that, in that tone. I, I think this movie, at its core, should be more for kids than it is for adults, but I always like movies that adults can watch. Like, yeah. like more family movies than like kids' movies. And I think we've devolved to just like only small kids' movies. Yeah. You know, so. So in this particular example, I, I, maybe that would be too dark if I was making decisions. Yeah. But I get your point, and it gives some weight and some stakes to them too. Because if everything seems perfect for them, then who? Then then also who cares? Yeah. If they're that's if the they're kind of how I feel about the Lost Boys. Like they're, they need they're, they're help doing fine. too. Like they're doing fine. They don't need Peter. Yeah. They need to need Peter in some regard. So to that point, yes, they yeah. should need Peter. I also, if you haven't turned it off yet, based on my opinions, I never liked Rufio. I didn't like Rufio as a kid, and I feel like what I'm the only- What don't you like about Rufio? What I don't like? Yeah, what, what, what about him? I never liked that, because I felt like, like, I don't know, like, it's Peter Pan, dog. Like, don't be, like, he, he was so visibly insecure. Like, uh, like I just never like people like that. I, I just hate people that are, like, fake tough guys that are like clearly putting on the, you know, I, I'm in charge. Like, I just hate that energy, and I've hated it since I was a child. And I just thought, like, <laughs> Rufio, Rufio, you're fucking nobody, Rufio. Like, this is this is Robin Williams, all right? This is Peter Pan. He's showing up. He's he's the head guy. Like, don't uh, let it go, dog. Like, quit being such a problem. So then I didn't care when he died when I was a kid. Uh, so that, and, and then that also was like, because of the tonal inconsistencies, uh, kind of a lost moment for me now, because... It's happening amongst these pirates that are all incompetent and goofy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Rufio is, I think, the biggest problem with the film. Not problem. I got a Issues. bigger one. Robin Williams, miscast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I do have another one. But yeah, go ahead. Rufio, why? Uh, problem's not the right word. I don't even know what to say. But like, they... The film has no respect for Rufio. No one, no one has respect for Rufio in this, in this film. Rufio's journey is as follows. <laughs> for, for 40 years, he, he is the top dog. For 40 years, he's the number one guy. And they're doing great. Teams, ships running smoothly. Everybody's happy. Yeah. We're eating whipped cream sundaes every night. Peter comes back. They turn on him 
instantly. <laughs> the, all his friends and loyal subjects, they go, fuck you, pans back. And they love it. He has to literally bow down, gives him his sword back, like, yeah, I guess you get it. And then he's stabbed to death. Not only does he die, they don't give a shit. <laughs> Nobody in the movie cares because I, all I kept thinking, legitimately, all I kept thinking is when Hook gets kind of eaten by that crocodile statue, they just start dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we did it, we did it. It was like your friend and leader for 40 years is dead. He died in my arms. Like, nobody gives a shit. They don't give him a little funeral. They never mention his name again. Yeah. Like, this one's for Rufio. Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah. They do him dirty. He only dies to be able to deliver that line. I wish I had a dad like you. Yep. Which, to me, felt on this watch, like, really, like, I almost laughed, which I know is bad. But, like, it just felt, like, out of left field. Yes. Like, oh, you're going to try to get this, like, what, what would be a really emotional moment. But it's not really earned because you yes. don't ever really yeah. see their relationship flourish. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he yeah. hates him and he kind of doubts him. And then the, he he comes around because Peter Pan starts flying and he kneels and gives him the sword. Like, there's never like an earned character, mutual respect, a moment where they can, they're sitting there looking out at the moon, yeah. talking about their feelings, which that would need to be able to land. Yeah. But not even just with him, I would even accept, to your earlier point, if he like parented them as a group, like he saw him take the young kids under his wing or you know, just did some sort of paternal uh, help to these yeah. young boys who needed structure in their lives to some degree to get them you know, all rowing in the right direction so they could finally realize their own potential. And then, and then he helps him learn he can be a good father. Yeah, like just shit like that. But you're right. I mean, yeah. None of that. None of that stuff is there. They're and doing. It's weird great. that like he starts to like forget. Like he like goes and he, he's like flying around and he's just like, uh, who's he talking to? Tinkerbell? Like, Tinkerbell. let's go. Let's fly. Let's say like all that shit. Like, why are you in Neverland? Well, that's easy. To always be a little boy and have fun. <laughs> I like this game. Ask me another one. It's like he as he longer he's there, which I know is part of the plot device. Like he forgets. So yeah. it's like he's not even really growing. <laughs> he's just like, he's he's like overcorrecting all the way back to being like a 13-year-old mentally. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bigger problem than Rufio, and perhaps the biggest problem in the film, is Tinkerbell. <laughs> and the complete, like, misuse, confusing nature of that character, and like, why? And like, okay, she's in love with him, but then she, that scene where she grows to full size and is wearing the Cinderella gown and like is so, why is that here? Why is that scene in the movie? Like it does nothing. And then even at the end, the only thing like is like, oh, Tinkerbell, I'll be waiting for you in the space between wake and dream or whatever. Like it's awkward and it's uncomfortable and it's weird. To, and it's like really unnecessarily sad. Like, yes. Because it doesn't do anything. She has no arc. Yeah, what, I, I, and I'm not incredibly familiar with, like, I don't love Peter Pan. I've never loved, like, I'm not a fanatic. Yeah, so you may know at home, but was that part of the original story that, does everyone love Peter Pan? Is there something, because it seemed like in this movie, Wendy was in love with him. Tinkerbell was in love with him. His wife is, is in love with him. Like, the mermaids are in love with him. Is there... Like, legitimately, I'm not, like, yeah. there's real sexual vibes there. I'm not, like, I, I, all jokes aside, like, it seems yeah. like he, everyone is just kind of smitten with Peter Pan. Is that part of his history? I don't know about that specifically. Like, I don't think he has any, like, supernatural sexual charisma to his character. Uh, like Harry Styles in Eternals, you know? Or just Harry Styles in real or life. Just, I was going to say, in general. <laughs> just Harry Styles. Uh... But, like, I, I believe that Tinkerbell, there's some history of her, like, having a crush on Peter and being sad that, you know, he he falls for the, the earthling girl that they bring in, Wendy. Yeah. What did she say? She says you're a big, ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
I think she's lovely. Julia Roberts, again, it's famous, her and Spielberg didn't get along. She was going through some shit at that time. I find him to be, uh, unfortunately, not, not, as, not as good at remembering the time that we spent together. But like a huge star, like as, as famous as oh, yeah. those other two at this time, especially. And to yeah, just yeah. like not have anything to do with the exception of like a few really like goofy edit cuts to her in the middle of like a food fight where she's like, woo! <laughs> like just like making weird noises and stuff. Like it's very strange. And then you put in this like emotional awkward scene where she's like professing her love when he's about to go off and like, for what, for what reason? Like you didn't set that, you know? It, it's just very unnecessary in a film that's like whatever, two and a half hours cut that shit out but it's like they're like we got julia roberts we need to blow her up to human size so we can see her work yeah let's have her and robin williams in a scene together we need it like yeah it's weird it's a weird choice yeah i felt like that like the weird implied like sexual romantic dynamic between them and the the weirdness of the mermaid scene like you're saying there is like this weird kind of undercurrent of sexuality here yeah like when when Wendy when uh, Maggie Smith like first tries to convince Peter that he's Peter, they get like their faces really close. Well, yeah, you know, she and, was like telling him that I lo I loved you, I wanted to marry you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the point of that. He's like, I it's waited like weird, for you. You never showed up to me. He's like, Grandma, what are you doing? Yeah, it's weird dynamic. It was awkward. It's awkward. Like it's just a weird kind of incestual incestuous relationship happening there. So he fell in love with OG Wendy, and then she went back and got old, but he kept coming back to visit, and then on one of those trips, saw her granddaughter, and was, and like, was oh, like, I love her, she's love worth staying here for. Yeah. I mean, a real kiss. And she, but the old Wendy wasn't. So there's a lot of weird shit, like, in yeah, that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's it just was... kind of uncomfortable, and like, also kind of adult. So I think this is why I want more adultness from the rest of it. Like, well, the ideas I mentioned of like yeah. a little darker in some parts. Doesn't that, obviously it's not going to be a fucking horror movie, and that's not what I want. They can still have some kind of slapsticky fun stuff. Uh, Dustin Hoffman can keep chewing scenery, but like, you're, you're playing with some really adult themes, which is the most interesting part of this movie to me. Like, I, again, I love the concept. I love the concept. I think it's the concept is a plus plus plus. Like the execution is like a B minus, you know, like it's, it's like pretty good. It's Spielberg at 70%, which is still like 90% for any normal person. So it's, it's like a good time. It's a great watch. I understand why people grew up with it and love it, but yeah, it's, the, it's, the, 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 I also understand a, why Spielberg doesn't like it. Like I, I get yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. There's enough window dressing for people to be like, cool. You know, there's enough high level shit, big names, fun IP. Silly action, kids, cute kids being cute kids. Like, there's enough for people to just like hold on to for a bit and not think too seriously. But on any sort of real scrutiny, you can see how the, the film does fall apart. And you can see why Spielberg doesn't love it because it falls apart. <laughs> it falls apart. The, the whole backstory, like, when it starts to get in the middle, as he starts to remember who he is and he's having flashbacks, he gets taken by Tinkerbell, totally fucking kidnapped, by the way. The stroller rolls backwards and just happens to roll down a hill and Tinkerbell's like, free baby, you know, and like grabs the baby and carries it off. But then it's like, you're not supposed to age in Neverland. So how did this baby turn into a 13 year old? Like that was one question I had. I asked Monique and she was like, oh, because you know, he'd go back and visit sometimes. I was gonna say, because so he, he went real back world. and forth, right? But that one and a half year old was going back to visit? Was that one year old was going back to fly? It's a little dicey, a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a, also, we're talking about people flying. We gotta give, we gotta give them breaks somewhere. Uh, uh, the whole thing's a little weird. It, it was a great idea, like I said, that just didn't quite, didn't nearly <laughs> stick the landing. But I love you all, and I hope you don't hate me for, for these thoughts. Not I any hope. more than Keith hates me. Keith's never been more mad at me. I think that's, that's what you're saying! I, it's, it's, I was very upset. I was very upset. <laughs> I think that's basically all I got. You got anything else about Hook? Just the just the tone. <laughs> I, I just that third act really it does bother me. The third act was the thing that bothered me the most, where the kids are. You know, kids are shooting eggs 
And it's like, oh, it's that kind of movie. But then like pirates yeah. have swords. And yeah. like Peter, Peter himself stabs two or three people. I was counting. Yeah, yeah. And I started to think like, oh, he's killing people. <clears throat> yeah, like he killed people. Like he, you know, yeah. but like, like that, that's, that's to me the, the biggest problem with this film in a, in a nutshell. Is you can't have pirates literally slipping on uh, marbles. and yeah. But then also people getting stabbed. Yeah. <clears throat> you just can't. And Spielberg Stop. should know. Like, you should yeah. know that. You should know that. He should know that. It's a tough balancing act that doesn't quite work out. Well, let's, let's end on a high note. We talk about Hoff, Hoffman's performance, which I love, and you, you like quite a bit. You like yeah. Shmee a lot, Bob Hoskins. While I didn't like, I don't like hardly any of the Lost Boys stuff, I really like the face-touching scene. And I like that little boy that does that, that little that little black child that I like that performer. He he looks like he looks like he's four, but also kind of looks like he's fifty. Like he has a really interesting face, like a really old soul face. And then while the 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 heavy set dude uh does some stuff that annoys me, he's also very endearing in a lot of his his delivery yeah. and his performances. Uh I think they both do a good job. You wanna talk about sequels? I wanna see that kid's adult Peter Pan. Like, I want to see that kid grow up, because at the end, he becomes the new Peter oh, Pan. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, they yeah. Give him, they give that, the, the heavier set kid the sword, and he goes, you, you, you're their leader now. So I'd be, I'd be curious to come back and see him a little bit old. I know you don't grow up, but if he grew up a little bit, you know, like he matured at least, and kind of see him and what, what happened to the team, I was, I'd be yeah. curious. They're all, they're all dead. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, what I want. They, I like seeing young Charlie Corsmo from Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. That, this role and Can't Hardly Wait, I mean, I would, I would love to have. I always look at what credits I'd want from, like, what career would you want of people? He's a career I would. I well, would. he was in a bunch of stuff, man. He was a kid in Dick Tracy. Like, he, he was in everything yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah, he was a popular and commodity. Gr grew up to be a good actor, just even judging from Can't Hardly Wait. He's, like, maybe the best part of that movie. He's so good. Oh, there's this chick out there. There's two chicks out there, the triplets, man. Did you say uh, trolley cars and women? There's plenty of them in the sea or something like that? Why is so funny? You know what they say about women and trolley cars, right? There's plenty of them in the sea. All right, or am I right? You are correct. <laughs> Whatever that line is, so funny. <laughs> He's like, hey, the, the cops are here. Cops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. I love that. <laughs> I I've been asking to do Ken Harley Wade for quite some time. I feel like no one no one listens. No, they wanted it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Well, that that can be in the classic cinema. Casablanca, Ken <laughs> Harley Wade. <laughs> <laughs>